So they should have paused for 10 days. They were required to pause for 10 days and investigate, and they chose not to. So every single member of Congress that voted against a simple 10-day investigation is is a defendant, as well as uh, Joe Biden and Mike Pence. And because it's a national emergency under Rule 11, we don't need to wait for the circuit court. We don't need to wait for the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals to make a decision. So we put it all together. You have to special bind it and everything. It's quite a format you have to, to do. And uh, so we, we sent that to the Supreme Court. And about five days later, we, we got a phone call from the court. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Loy Brunson coming to the program. Him and his brothers have initiated lawsuits, and now they're looking at a Supreme Court case that just today made it to the docket to go in front in conference, and the date is set for January 6th, which is pretty ironic. But they can the, the Supreme Court can look at it any time now before conference and make a decision on it. I got to be a little bit reserved and not totally optimistic on this because so many cases that go to conference don't actually make it to hearing. But in this case, there's an important element to this case that I hope they look at, and that's whether the Congress has immunity to usurp the Constitution. And that's an important aspect that the Supreme Court really does need to take up. I hope they take their job seriously, and I hope they have the courage to do it, because that's what they're in position to do, is look at areas where the Constitution is not being followed. And this is a good case for that. Will they do it? I don't know. Will will they succumb to blackmail and everything else? I don't know. There's just so many... This, this country is really in, in um, rough shape, and we got to rebuild it from the ground up. I don't know if these Supreme Court justices have what it takes to do what's right. We'll see if they have what it takes to do what's right. This is a perfect case for them to look at that. I also don't think they're going to get rid of 385 members of Congress and all that stuff, but maybe. I mean, I've, we've, this is really strange times we're living in. So anything could happen, but the most important thing that could happen is them relooking at these immunity clauses and whether they can usurp the Constitution. That's a big deal. And if they just did that and recognize that, we could make serious progress in this country. So anyways, this is a good interview. I think you'll get a lot out of it. I was just, it was the first time I heard about it in detail. So I was like, wow, you guys are doing this. This is really great. But after I did a little bit more research, I, I just wanted to understand how many people go to conference and how, how many cases go to conference, how many make it out of conference and actually get a hearing. It's, it's just not very much compared to making it to a hearing. That being said, this is still a really important case. And let's pray that they have the courage to do what's right here. The judges aren't blackmailed to the point where they just can't function. I don't know. I, I don't know if the judges in this country operate properly anymore. 
So before we get into this interview, I want to remind you that if you're interested in the Defy Time capsules, right now I have a coupon for 20% off on my shop. I've had that for a while, but now up until December 6th, they're running the Black Friday Cyber Week sale and you get 20% off their site. Plus using my coupon, you'll get 40% off. So I highly recommend that if you are interested in looking at these capsules, you do it now while you get a better savings. After December 6th, they're going to run another promotion, but won't be this big of a discount. They'll be giving away some free product as well. So go there. It's the best time to buy and get that. If you were thinking about getting it for your parents, I have my parents on it. We use it too, me and my husband, but I really like my dad's cognitive abilities fundamentally changed back to what he was when he was younger after taking this. And apparently it's because the telomere lengtheners will go after the shortest telomeres first and lengthen those. And because many people who are having cognitive uh, problems as they get age, as they age, that's where their telomeres tend to be shorter. At least on my dad, that was the situation. And it was remarkable the difference in his cognitive ability after he started taking this. So his quality of life really increased and so I'm really happy about that. So again, go to sarahwestall.com under shop, look for that coupon, and then be sure to use that before December 6th to get the full discounts. Okay, so let's get into this really interesting conversation with Loy Brunson. Hi, Loy. Thank you so much for joining the program. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's great to be here with you. You have an incredible court case coming up with the Supreme Court. And I, I got to ask you some questions. It is okay. groundbreaking, as you know. Can you talk about, I mean, the lawsuit is against 385 members of Congress, VP Pence, Harris, Biden, and President Biden. Can you talk about what the case is about? Okay, the case, first of all, I'd like to say what it's not about. It's not about the election results of 2020. It's not about uh, Republicans or Democrats. It's about securing our national, it's about protecting our national security. It's about, it's about 100 members of Congress presented evidence and testimony that we simply needed to take, they simply needed to take 10 days to investigate the claims of crimes and security breach. Uh, before they before they accepted the electoral votes. So when Senator Lee and others stood there and held the Constitution and said, we've got to just move forward with this, they didn't understand that, no, they move forward after they settled the dust, after they settled the claims and make sure that they can move forward in a sound, honest, constitutional way. So they should have paused for 10 days. They were required to pause for 10 days and investigate, and they chose not to. So every single member of Congress that voted against a simple 10-day investigation is, is a defendant, as well as uh, Joe Biden and Mike Pence. Wow. Okay. And let's talk about what you have as the, you were going through the lower courts. Everybody loses in the lower courts and, and these kinds well, sure. of cases. Well, sure. And we knew we would. And we expected that. And we were prepared for that. We yeah. wanted to lose quickly. The quicker we lose, the sooner <laughs> That's we get right. to court. That's right. Okay. And then you got stuck in the district court. What happened there? Well, okay. We're talking about two lawsuits. Yeah, I was talk the first... about how you set it up. Yeah. Go ahead. 
Okay, the three of us, three brothers, they're four brothers, but one brother's busy working on the music side of what we do, but we all support each other in what we're doing. So the three brothers, one of the bro- one of us is very experienced with federal and state and even su- somewhat experienced with Supreme Court litigation. So uh, he decided that we needed to do something after watching the uh, hearings January 6th and seeing all of the pressure and support to to get a 10-day investigation going he saw that the majority of all the congress voted against it he was just stunned shocked disappointed and uh felt like he wanted to needed to do something with his legal skills he had actually been suing banks before because of the sub prime mortgage bundling bungling it could say and he was affected by that. He was hurt by that. And so he wanted to do something about that. So he litigated for several years in that arena. And so we had this experience with being able to, you know, go into court without attorneys and and spending, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars with attorneys. Yeah. So he was able to do yeah. it himself. So so he, he thought, well, I've got this experience. I know how to do this. And uh, so we should do something. So he called me on the phone and asked me if I'd be the plaintiff in a lawsuit. And I said, sure. So we got together and decided that uh, eventually we decided that not just do one lawsuit. So I was a plaintiff on one. We got that going in federal court and we thought it'd be best to actually have two lawsuits going. So we would we would be able to, you know, one of the lawsuits is going to get there before the other. So we thought that we better have two. So uh, I get stuck in federal court, but my brother Rollin, his case doesn't get stuck. He started in state court moved to federal court and then went to the 10th circuit court of appeals but there he did get stuck in the 10th circuit court and so for three or four months it was stuck there we started to get frustrated thinking oh we're dead in the water we're not going to be able to get to the supreme court because you can't go to the supreme court unless you get it adjudicated get every the decisions from the lower courts right so yeah so after a while sitting on it we got frustrated and we put a little pressure on darren the legal guy said, you've got to find a way to get to the Supreme Court. This is never going to work this way. So so he called me a few days later and says, oh, my gosh, I found it. I found that there's a Supreme Court Rule 11 that if they they allow it, we can actually petition this. We can send this petition in as a national emergency. And because it's a national emergency under Rule 11, we don't need to wait for the circuit court. We don't need to wait for the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals to make a decision. So we put it all together. You have to special bind it and everything. It's quite a format you have to to do. And uh, so we we sent that to the Supreme Court. And about five days later, we we got a phone call from the clerk's office. Now, the clerk of the Supreme Court is not a justice clerk. The clerk of the Supreme Court for 11 years was the the attorney for the Supreme Court. What does that mean? What does it mean to be the attorney for the Supreme Court? Well, that he counsels, he helps. Well, it's like, I would assume that it's like an attorney for any or any corporation or business or organization. You have legal counsel. So this guy's a special uh, counsel. He gives advice to the court. As yeah, he's not just uh, people think of it as like a secretary position. No, it's, this guy's no, actual. Oh, no. OK. He's the clerk of the court now. But for 11 years, he was the attorney for the court. So what it, what they do is he is in charge of rejecting cases that aren't qualified to go to dock it. So he rejects, he's rejecting cases all, you know, his, his office is constantly rejecting cases, sending them back because they don't qualify. Yep. So we get a call from them and we're thinking, okay, are they going to accept this? 
without the decision from the 10th Circuit, that means that if they accept the Rule 11, and we had to actually print Rule 11 on the cover of the petition, identifying it as a Rule 11 case petition. Yeah. So, uh, so, so my brother, you know, picks up the phone and it's a, it's an, a case analyst from the clerk's office. And she said, we've decided to accept your case. Wow. Okay. Under the rule 11 platform. I'll call it so platform. what does that mean now? Well, okay. So what we did is we, uh, she also said, she also said, but we want you to add some extra stuff in there. See, they have access to the docket. And so under rule 11, they can go far beyond just the petition. They can actually get right into the complaint and completely decide the outcome of the complaint. So uh, you could uh, amend it. You, they were allowing you to, I was not amending. No, 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 we weren't. Well, we were, we were not amending the complaint. We were just adding stuff to the petition and we found out later, I think, why. I think we figured out why. And so they asked us to put put pleadings. They asked us to put the motion to dismiss in there, too. And they, and so we also put the opposition to the motion to dismiss. And we later found, realized or believed that the reason they did that is to help help the court show that they were fair and that they didn't. Because what's happened? Well, I'm getting ahead of the story a little bit, so I'll go back a little bit. So, so two days before we're ready to get this to them with these these additions, which are not amendments, they're just additions from the complaint. You know, it's well, the addition yeah. would be their motion to dismiss. So, two days before we had that ready to go, the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals makes a decision upholding the dismissal. So we thought, okay. well, now we don't need now we don't need the Rule Eleven argument because we had to include why we wanted the court to accept this under rule 11 that they already said they would and so we called the court and uh said should we take it out now that they've made a, a decision the 10th circuit should we take that out or leave it in whatever they says take it out you don't need it well, so, so did I, they make a quick decision because of this situation they made an immediate decision we told we to the case analyst i mean they know what they're doing so we said we just were noticed by the 10th circuit court of appeals that they've made a decision so now we don't need do we need rule 11 or should we take it out or should we leave it in whatever and they immediately said there wasn't any hesitation if they've made a decision you don't need it take that part out so we changed the cover where we're not saying rule 11 anymore and then they reminded that they must that they wanted that other material added to the petition that isn't required and uh and then they said then this the analyst said how soon can we get this petition and my brother says well probably a couple of weeks and she said are you sure you can't get it to us sooner than that? And he says, well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> we'll try Did you to get, get it, it sooner. You got it sooner? Too? Yeah, instead of two weeks, we got it to them a week early. So on October 30th, we overnight mailed it, overnight mailed it. And they got it on Friday, which was uh, the 21st. And they docketed it on Monday and showed that it was filed the day we mailed it, which was the 20th. So they received it on the 24th and docketed it as filed on the 20th. What does it mean to docket it? Does that mean it's on their schedule? They, yeah, they put it on the docket where you can actually see it with a petition number, a docket number, and it's right there displayed for the public to see. So now it's now it's right on the docket where the, everyone in the world can see it's there. Okay, okay, so when do you think they will hear it? When will it go forward? Okay, well, we have a breakthrough. This is you're the first interview to hear this information Excellent. about an hour or so ago. But I'm going to lead up to that real quick. Are we doing okay? Or are we running out of 
their time. No, so you have as much time as you need on this. Okay. So the U.S. attorneys were notified that they had about 30 days. They had until the 23rd of November to oppose this petition. It's called file an opposition. And it's not. So they had till the 23rd of November to file a, a, an opposition to try to convince the court that when it goes in the conference that they should toss it or maybe sure. even toss it before whatever. So, okay. So we're counting the days and the day before Thanksgiving is the day as the deadline. The 23rd is, is Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving and nothing had happened. So we're thinking the U S attorneys are usually a little quicker than this, but they hadn't responded at all. So my brother had actually been sent documents from the Supreme court, which included a waiver. And he was instructed to send that to the U S attorneys to give them an opportunity to waive their right to oppose this petition so that we can move forward you know, quicker because then there would be no deadline and then they could schedule conference quicker, but they didn't do that. They just dragged it out. Didn't respond at all until the 23rd. We get a notice that the U S attorneys are no longer, no longer on the case. And they have been replaced by the United States solicitor general. I think her name is Elizabeth Prelogger. Okay. Well, what does that mean? I'm going to keep asking you questions because we're going to have, I have. Okay. You know, that means we got, that means go that means that the 380 defendants are no longer represented by the U.S. attorneys. Their defense attorneys are no longer their defense attorneys, and instead, their defense attorney is the solicitor general. Okay, so she's now representing the 380 defendants, and so she comes on record as the new counsel representing the 380 respondents. She is now their defense attorney, just one person. And she also signs the waiver the day it was the day that the opposition was due. She signs a waiver waiving their right to oppose the petition before it goes to conference. She signs a waiver stating that they they waive their right to oppose this petition before it goes to conference. Okay. Wow. So that means that they it will go if they decide they want to bring it to conference, it's going. Well, guess what? Guess what we saw on the docket today? It's going to conference? It's been distributed to the justices for conference scheduled January 6, 2023. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's so right. you're the first one to know that. Well, on an interview. Breaking news. One other, yeah. Yes. And I'll get this out today. People will learn about it. So, yeah. okay, this is really incredible. So that means they're going to hear this case. As far let me as explain, let me explain yeah. what hearing it gets a little yes. confusing. No, the, keep the explaining. Bumble assume, jumble. Assume, assume See, that you're talking they, to people that have no right. idea really how things right. work. Okay. They shouldn't call it a hearing. They should. They shouldn't call a trial a hearing. So the technical term for term for hearing is when both the attorneys representing both sides get in there and they argue it in front of justices. Right. Yeah. Okay. That that they should call that a trial. Okay. Because the conference, the conference scheduled for January 6th for this case, all nine justices appear at the conference. They go into the conference. They've studied the case since right now till January 6th. They studied the petition, I'll call it. And so they take a vote. No one else is in there. Attorneys for either side are not there. No litigants. Just the justices are in there in conference. They talk about it. They discuss it. And they take a vote. And so they vote on whether it moves forward to a full-blown trial. I'll call it a trial, okay? But okay. attorneys would call it a hearing. That would be that big hearing, right? 
And so if four of the nine justices vote in conference to move this forward, then there will be a full trial where, you know, hearing in front of the justices where they decide on on whether or not to grant the reliefs and do everything that the complaint asks the court to do. Wow. Okay. So we're going to talk about what the, the complaint asks the court to do. But if they just say they don't want to hear it, the politics all gets involved and whatever, then it just goes away. Is that correct? Yeah. If they decide in conference that they don't want to take it to trial, we'll call it trial or to hearing, then 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 we file a motion for reconsideration. And we also have another federal lawsuit that's identical to this that we can take to the Supreme Court. And then meanwhile, people that are watching this show and other media outlets rally around together, show their support as a great United States of America to the justices so that they, with a motion for reconsideration or this other case, they can make the right decision. But we think they're going to make the right decision on this one based on how anxious they were to get it and what it's about, because it's not about the outcome of the election. It's about voter integrity. This would put to rest anyone from either side complaining about, you know, what election deniers is that what they call us right to call well, everyone that's, Everyone's, that's, yeah, on both yeah. Sides. anybody Everyone's who questions denier. it is an election yeah. denier well, this, this would put that to rest because then the election deniers wouldn't be able to say you wouldn't even investigate these claims it's like well they need that's why and one of the reasons they need to be investigated another reason is if there's a national security issue that is linked to some of this fraud and crime that they could discover a huge iceberg under this little tip of ice that a hundred witnesses Credible witnesses wanted to have explored and discovered. Let's go down and see if this if there's an iceberg under this little piece of ice. But we need to do it. And so because they didn't do it, they they breached their duties. They breached national security. They broke their oath of office. And it's a form of treason, in my opinion, because it's a national security issue. It's not about who won and who didn't win. And so they failed to do that. And so the complaint asks the court to remove every single defendant from their federal position and bar them from holding public office on any level in the United States for the rest of their lives. Wow. Okay. So they are going to go back. Now, what president do you have that this, what cases did you bring up and what on, on this being a legit case? I mean, obviously it is, otherwise they wouldn't be listening to it, but I just want to know some of the background. Okay. First of all, let me say, if viewers really want to get into it, they can go to sevendiscoveries.com, make a dollar donation, and download the full complaint. The Roland J. Brunson complaint or the Loy Arlen Brunson complaint, they're identical. Those are the complaints list have with all of the all of the affidavit, all of the exhibits, all of the proof, and all of the claims and all of the reliefs. It has everything there if they want to really get into it. Sevendiscoveries.com. Okay. So uh, if they if they, uh, what was your question? <laughs> no, that's okay. I, okay, first of all, let's talk a little bit more about, before we get into my question, let's talk a sure. little bit more about the base of this case, what it is that you're actually, who you're suing and what you're claiming and what the remedy would be. And then we'll move oh, on to some other right. aspects. Well, we're, we're claiming that they broke their office and the def- their defense has been immunity. It's like, well, and part of our, part of our- claim- Hold on a second. Their defense is immunity. They can do whatever they want because they're in office. That's right. That's what the U.S. attorneys, yeah, that's what the attorneys have been defending themselves. With the both cases, they have been so 
so focused on immunity that they've actually admitted wrongdoing in one of the cases, which we used in my case to bring a full summary judgment against two federal courts we were suing for blocking my case. That's a whole nother story. And I think you can see that at sevendiscoveries.com. Okay, well, that's excellent. Okay, so basically, you you guys are saying they don't have immunity when it comes no. to doing their well, oath of office. Well, let me explain this. Article 6 of the Constitution, this is the Constitution of the United States. Article 6 requires, demands, mandates that all of our federal, state, and local officers be bound, bound by the oath of the Constitution. Now, if they have immunity, that, that relieves them of them being bound. But I don't ever remember the Constitution, Article 6, being amended. It wasn't. That's so right. they've given themselves immunity statutes, immunity laws, titled U.S. Code Title 28, I think it's under that, where they've given themselves immunity. And that's one of the constitutional issues that we're bringing up in this suit and in this petition is that that immunity needs to be stripped with a United States Supreme Court decision and order so they can be stripped right down to state and local levels in every state in the union. Well, they can't have immunity where it, it usurps the Constitution. They can maybe have immunity for other things, but if it usurps yeah, the Constitution, exactly. there's no immunity. Exactly, but they've, they've created this law. For example, California has perjury laws, and they say excluding, the wording actually excludes politicians and their oath of office. Jeez. On perjury. So, no, they can't, they, they've way, they've gone way out there with their immunity claims, and in order to sue the government or sue Congress, we're not even supposed to be in federal court. If we follow their rules, if we'd gone to attorneys and said, hey, would you help us do this? They would say, well, first of all, we need to get permission from them to sue them. It's like, what the heck is that? It's like, That's well, we have, right. to, we have to get a waiver from the sergeant in arms. We've got to uh, we've got to go to a special claims court. We've got to get permission. You know, it's like, no, That's we ridiculous. Yeah. Of course. It yeah. is. And it's against the state and federal constitutions. And so basically this case is broader than just, well, not just, but broader than just the election outcome. You're talking, right. you're getting at okay. the, the, their breach of duty on the constitution. And so the Supreme court from a law standpoint is going to look at whether this immunity clause they have is yeah. actually, that's the, is that the correct or not? They're going to have yeah. to weigh in Article 6 of the Constitution and say, how can they have immunity and have the oath be binding? This is, so this. we yeah. call this first impression. This is a case unlike any other case. And that's that's what they want. The Supreme Court wants, they call it first impression, where it has an effect on the whole country. And it's never, a case like this has never been brought to them before. And that's our claim. This is a first impression case. That's perfect. Okay, so they're going to look at it as, I mean, that for people to understand, they're going to look at whether they have the right to have immunity in the first place under mm -hmm. the Constitution. Right. And then they're going to and then at that point now, at that point, if they say, no, they don't have immunity. What else would the Supreme Court in this particular case do? Because you're suing 365 people and all, you know, a, a whole or 385 members of Congress. Now, yeah. would they also decide on whether these guys breached their oath of office or would that have to go back to court? Oh no, they could completely, based on it being a national emergency, they can handle the whole complaint and completely the reliefs, the judgments, everything, the whole thing. They don't need to put it back to a lower court. No, not at all. 
Well, this is really important because, you know, I just published an article on immunities. I don't know if you saw that it's on IRENA, the international. um, Yeah, they're doing it's international renewable energy organization that they and they have all these organizations that have immunity clauses and Mm -hmm. they've used this whole network of immunity clauses Uh to be able to do everything that they're doing. And for yep. the Supreme Court to say, okay, we're going after this immunity. Section 230 is another immunity clause. That's why nobody in the media, yeah. but a few of us are talking to you, because Section 230 is another immunity clause that they have and have power yeah. over us. So they're going at the heart of members of Congress having immunity. And if they can do that, then suddenly we can start, if you can have good people in Congress yeah. who aren't, who can be held accountable Suddenly, we have a different ball game going on. Uh-huh. We have different people that'll run for office too. The criminals won't do it. So you'll you'll have honest. You'll have an influx of honest, we the people, you know, type. People we have to break down. This That's would change. Right. This is the Achilles' heel, in our opinion. This would change the whole. That I I public I, I produced a documentary with my brothers, and I called it "The Oath of Office: The Thread by Which the Constitution Hangs." The oath is still there. We still have the Constitution. Now it's up to the Supreme Court to restore that 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 power of the oath to the Constitution. They have the power to do it. I say we can either have, either have a bloody revolution or a bloodless, smooth transition, and that's what the court has the power to do right now. I think is a that's is a excellent. smooth transition that everyone can benefit from, regardless of the lies they've been told in the liberal press. Well, it's a psyop. They're trying to tell you that this that they have all these immunities when it's That's not right. part of the Constitution. Now, we do have like the First Amendment is being usurped by the Section 230 and all the BS that they're doing. But that's another immunity deal that they the Supreme Court needs to look at. Or well, this you, would be members authority. of Congress in there. They can fix it, too. I mean, there's this multiple ways. Would- this case would be used in complaints right down to the lo- local level to strip the officials of their immunity. Absolutely. Well, and but the but the the, the First Amendment case that we're fighting is um, the government has partnered with all these media companies and with big tech to censor everybody and, yeah, and those criminals in office that have immunity yeah. are censoring they- people. So see, that's you, why we're suing individuals. We're not suing the U.S. government. And that's what the U.S. attorneys were trying to make it look like we've been suing the government. We're suing individuals. And we're going to hold individuals accountable. This is really great because this is one of the, the threads that will start to unpeel. you got to get to the um, the First Amendment clause. So, so the average person, I mean, because we're getting this information out to people. So what you're yeah. doing is amazing. But oh, they still control information. And we Let's we need to do the best we can. I mean, I my Let's my show gets out. Yeah, my that's right. And because that's what we need to do. Because our case, I'm working with multiple people to take it to the next level. Working with the Ninth Circuit and working with the lower courts is almost impossible because they're completely controlled. Well, that's why we at the get go we decided we were going to we just want a decision. We want to move ahead, you know. So let them throw it out. Let them toss it. We're, we most cases don't have the resources to move to go all the way to the Supreme Court. You can spend 600000 of a million dollars per case. We've had attorneys right. look at this and said this would have cost an easy $2 million for all the stuff we've done over the last couple of years in legal fees. That's and right. besides that, they wouldn't have gone this route. They would have just you know, they would have just stopped at the claims court and we can't get a waiver, so forget it. So Yeah, I think there's two thing. things. This is the first, this and the um, uh, what do you call it? Freedom of speech. Those two things need to be fixed to be able to fix everything yeah. else. Yeah. 
because remember, everything else, all the dominoes will fall. Exactly. This is the foundation. Remember Amy Coney Barrett? Were you watching that hearing when one of the senators said, could you just help us help us just tell us what the five protections are in the First Amendment? And the, she remembered four, couldn't remember one. Well, the one she couldn't remember is petition for redress of grievances. Everyone's, we've all been barred from petition of redress of grievances. And this would unbar, this would unlock the, the, the door that has kept everyone in America from holding their representatives' feet to the fire with lawsuits. Yeah, and we need to do that. And then we need to be able to communicate to everybody so they know what's going on yeah. so that it can yeah. free people's minds. Well, once they can do it, the floodgates will just burst open. Once it's, it, They've been locked from this. They've been locked from their right to petition the government for redress of grievances and their representatives. This would unlock them. I hope this Supreme Court justice, I always say pray for the judges because they need to stay safe. Pray yeah. for you guys. You need to Thank stay you. safe. And that we need to, um, this needs to move forward because it's such a fundamental it is uh, constitutional forward. deal. I mean, we have some, we have some grievances against the, the breaches of our constitution that are destroying this country. Right. Right. Well, think about the date of this conference. I mean, it's just wild. January 6, 2023. It's almost wild. like, it's just like how, and it happens to be a Friday. Conferences are on Fridays. And the 6th just happened to be on a Friday, 2023. Well, don't it's you think like January 6th? I know it's a, it's like divine. It's the anniversary. Yeah, it's the anniversary of this complaint, you know, the recent of this complaint. It's, it, it's another miracle. We've had so many miracles happen. You know, the Solicitor General signing a waiver, waiving their right. And now she's defending people that I don't think she's too happy about. So well, no, so wait a minute. She no, She waived their right, but that means she's not defending them. She only waived their right through conference. She didn't waive their right after conference. Okay. So it's, they just couldn't do anything before conference. So okay. they had an opportunity. She could have filed for an extension. She could have asked the clerk's office to get, have an extension. That happens all the time. Attorney generals and states do that all the time. And they're granted extensions. Why do you think she, she uh, waived their right? Why do you think she did that? Because she believes that this needs to be seen too. I mean, I think she just felt like that was the right thing to do. And I think, God inspired her to do the right thing. That's what I think. She I mean, that's right a miracle right there. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Because an attorney that was looking out for keeping their butts out of trouble, no, they, even though it was that wrong. Was a, yeah, if that was a, if that was a case you were representing, and 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 your attorney waived the right to defend your set you, you know, when they had an opportunity, that's a malpractice suit. <laughs> That's a malpractice. That is a malpra- that's what I'm saying. Right. It's a malpractice. Right. Now, would they have that opportunity to do a malpractice against her? No, she has immunity. <laughs> oh crap! That's so. Jeez. Well, that's okay. Well, in this case, immunity we kind of like because she's doing the right thing. She's doing the right thing. So they wouldn't have a. They wouldn't have no. They would have no action. She did the right thing. She was. She was did the honest right thing. There was, she did they the no right, but it's they still no the honest right thing. What, is yep. still not protecting them, but well, for- she could say she could say this: the 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 Brunson petition, the Brunsons put the motion to dismiss in there, and that's just as good as an opposition. But she, because you don't have to do that, we're not required to do that. So we basically did our job for her in a way, and I think that that's why we were advised by the Supreme Court clerk's office to do that. Oh, is so there's that so it was many good. details. So those details were not privy. Yeah, that's amazing that we're not privy to a lot of that stuff. Oh. And so there's probably a negotiation behind the scenes to do that. Oh. 
And this is amazing. It's Could it's be. there are people who care about this country. And I always say, don't leave the fight. Stay in those organizations uh, and be yeah. a cog at the right time yeah. to help this fight move forward. And that's what this person, she was. Yeah. And um, we need more of those people who are in the system yeah. who don't like what they're seeing to be a cog when we need them to be a cog. Yeah. Don't leave the game just about the time the Hail Mary pass is going to bring us to a touchdown. Stay there. Brilliant. Stay there and help Brilliant. us. Stay, and enjoy it and inside. help it and support it. Now we have till January 6th to just party in favor of this thing and just what celebrate. What do you mean in parting? Well, because well, no, we're not over the goal time. line yet. We're not well, over no, the goal line. But, but now, well, I don't mean party like slack off party. I mean, now let's get together and rally around and and, and show the Supreme Court justices the support for this case. That's right. That's what that's, I mean. That's right. We're going to support them. Party. They, they, their lifetime um, appointment allows them, yeah. gives them the ability where the district nine or the district courts, they don't have these lifetime appointments like the, right. and so they are at risk. They're still influenced by the politics and by the blackmail. Now, not that the Supreme Court justices wouldn't be influenced by well, the blackmail. Well, they're being threatened. I mean, even their I personal know they homes are. and their homes are, I mean, they can't, I, I was told they can't stay in their homes because of the, the lack of yes, security. Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys are trying to stay safe. I know I had some we guy loitering around our house today and we, we had have never special seen. For, we have special forces, baby. We have protection. <laughs> good for you. So good for you. I think this is really, really important. I'm glad you have protection. I have God as my protection because I, so <laughs> I got right now. Yeah, hey, but, that's, you know, that's the best. That's the best protection. <laughs> that is okay. Well, let, let's talk about how people can support you and follow you. This is the, this is the most important case right now going in front of the Supreme Court. I think there's this other the ones that need to follow. This is the most important case they've ever had, and this is the most power ever handed to a Supreme Court group of well, justices. Let's talk about what it is that can happen with this because okay. Well, uh, because this is this is kind of over over the top kind of thing. I'll give yeah. That not sure. only can they deal with the immunity clause, which is extremely important. What else can they do? Because you're asking them to tell that say that these people, because they breached their oath of office, they no longer can serve, right. and they can never serve in Congress or in government again. I mean, there are plenty I, of people that, to take their place. There are plenty of good people to take their place. So that's not there. The absolutely is. But yeah. this is incredible. And this would be a move that the Supreme, if the Supreme Court did it, I mean, this would be remembered for 10,000 years. I mean, oh this is so important. So yeah. and do you think that they have the balls, pardon my language here, to do that? Do they have the cahoon, you know, because I'm watching so many court cases and they don't have the balls to do anything. Well, it's like saying- I don't like that phrase, but I don't know what else can, to use, but go ahead. It's like you can jump off the cliff or you can- or you can do away with your enemy. I mean, it's a, it's no brainer, I think. So, but I want people to go to sevendiscoveries.com and learn more about this. If they want to support this, go there. You know, even a dollar, a dollar donation is wonderful. You make a dollar donation, download the complaint, the PDF for a dollar. That tells us you're with us. You're, you're listening, you're awake. And uh, so that's what I ask people to do. Go to sevendiscoveries.com and just donate a dollar. That'll be fantastic. And we love you for that. And so, but it's, 
it, to us, this, this uh, you know, people think about, oh, this could cause a civil war, or all this and that and the other, right? I think it could be a complete, you want to hear my vision of, of how smooth uh, the transition it could, could keep be? A super, it, could, it could keep a bloody civil war, because I think we're exactly, at... Exactly, exactly. Yes. It's like you can have a smooth, bloodless revolution, or you can have a bloody revolution, and it's up to the justices. Well, we just it have to be... look at China, welding people in their apartments. And, yeah. you know, there's a fire and all these people die. That's what we're looking at. This if we don't the whole world too. This we don't turn this around. Living. Yeah. And it could be turned around within the next days or weeks. It really could. Well, I after mean, this case, right? Uh, what do you mean? This, what do you mean in the days or weeks? I mean, we're talking after this case, or do you think this will Supreme, trigger other things to occur before this case happens? The Supreme Court has the ability to completely judge this whole thing before conference if they want. I get it. Okay? I see. They can do anything they want. The The U.S. Marshal Service could show up at the sergeant in arms and with a list of names, with a court order that the following names be um, that their credentials be canceled. And at 385 members of Congress, credentials could be canceled with I that. I hope they do that. I mean, God, you know, God willing, they do something like this. I mean, we're we're looking all of us who have been investigating the crimes against humanity for the last, I've been at this for a while, uh, since like 2014. The depth of the crimes against humanity is so incredible that- People have suffered enough. People, uh, people, people have suffered enough. This this needs to be a modern day David and Goliath scenario. Yes, it does. We I hope to God. You... Of, and that's what it is. It's like David has- showed up with a sling and a stone and he's been and he's allowed to enter into the ring with goliath okay and the sling and the stone is the nine supreme court justices at this point that know what the right thing is to do and they have the power to do it and the heroic the heroic things that they would well, you know, they would be superheroes after this. They would, they would I mean, be if they heroes. Make the right decision. I mean, words can't describe how famous in a good and a godly kind of way it would be. Yes, they, they would. Right. And that this would be so important. I think that um, they have children too. They understand that this is bigger than them. Yeah. It's And it's, they have children. They understand what the future of humanity is if they don't, if they allow this kind of criminal... Right enterprise to continue with no challenge i mean because yeah. we're dealing with criminality at a level right. that is right. incomprehensible well we thought about the justices three of the justices have voted in favor of trump related supreme court cases third thomas and roberts and alito have voted in favor of trump related supreme court cases and the three justices that voted against trump related cases the three conservative justices are trump appointed justices Yes, so I don't understand. Yeah, but now they're willing to look at this now. Is it because it's not are they are they working to look at this from a not cuz I don't this should be apolitical. I don't like bringing Trump into Elvo Trump's intimately no, no, involved. This is nothing that, to do with Trump. Right, right, other exactly. than the fact he's the one holding office at this point. And right. this has to do with left right. It has to do with everything. It has to do with exactly. if you want any person who's honest to be in office this needs to be addressed exactly that's why we i believe we believe that it's going to be a nine to zero i hope to god and i hope they in rise favor, above the whole Trump thing of, 
Yeah. And they will rise above all of that because um, if they if it gets spun into that politically, I think it politically it's it'll be another divide and conquer thing. Well, this is not that. They have a chance to be on the right side of history and they choose That's not right. to. They will go down on the wrong side and I don't think they want that. I don't think any of the justices want to go down on this on the side of injustice and corruption. Okay, I just God bless you for doing this. Okay, now again they can go to what website? sevendiscoveries.com the number seven and then discoveries.com it's based on my book my pocket-sized book that has seven discoveries in the constitution that we're using in this uh complaint and in this petition Fantastic. one of which is connecting the oath and you and the brothers are musicians i read about you you guys are all musicians your brothers and you've been famous just for that i mean you you you're <laughs> successful for that and you're artists, so you your mind sees broadly and creatively, which is this is a creative endeavor, which is what we need. And um, good for you. This is wonderful. And you also, did you run for Senate at some point? Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. That's right. You did. I ran for U.S. Senate against, uh, against Senator Hatch and also against Mike Lee. Well, you wanted to change what things, and I'm sure you ran up against a system and you saw how criminal... Well, I didn't spend any money. I didn't campaign. I didn't spend any money. It gave me a, a chance because I was so busy doing everything else. I'm, I just thought, here's an opportunity to at least get a message out to people. You know, if they had voted for me, that would have been great. But it exposed some stuff. Our voting system is is it's messed crazy. up. Some of some of some of my votes went to a different candidate. Oh, and, sure. And the, the delegate. So it's 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 a mess. And they need to have their feet held to the fire more. So this. Well, we have like Arizona is a perfect example of it. So yeah. there's these examples are everywhere, but that one is so obvious. Yeah. And the fact that Katie Hobbs is the one in yeah. charge of the election and rigging it at the same time. I mean, it's well, it's beyond. Look out, look out riggers, look out fraudsters, because uh, this decision could, could uh, work so that you're not you're going to be held accountable. You're not you're not free. So you know that she is... has a twin, too. Really? <laughs> Just to add in a little bit of humor here. I don't know if it's humorous. It's like dark Do we humor. ever see the twin and not realize it? <laughs> Maybe, but she's there's wow. there's two of them. Really? Can you <laughs> I'd like to see them both at the same time. Oh, God, <laughs> exactly. Gonna be, are you going to be in Mar-a-Lago this weekend? I'm not. Yeah. I have a conference I have to speak at. Okay, I'm going to be there. Um, she's gonna be there. You're going to be there. Okay. Well, excellent. Keep in contact with me. I really, really want to keep this going and okay. understand where it's going. I, I have a different audience base than some of the other people. And so I just, you know, I have a responsibility to report um, things in an unbiased. I try, I'm biased in my, I, I my bias is doing the right thing and what's right. right. And well, I, I think, think that crosses think all, that crosses all boundaries of that the political heals. aisle. That heals us. If we take that attitude, it will heal our lives. Everyone, That's no matter right. who you are. Yeah. That's right. And so I, I think it's an all-encompassing umbrella of everybody to unite towards doing what's right here. That's so joyful. thank you. Yeah. That's right. It is. Yes. Okay. Well, you have a wonderful Christmas. And I hope I talked to you before that because right. a whole bunch of stuff comes out and the Supreme right. Court comes out early. You need to talk okay. to me as soon as you know something. You got it. Okay, feel thank free to you. Reach out anytime. I will. I will do that. And thank you so much. God bless you. Okay, you too. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.